In a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes cost much more than dollars, we bring you expertise from around the world to ensure that everyone goes home safe every day. The internationally acclaimed Oil & Gas HSE podcast starts now with your host, Russell Stewart. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the OGGN HSE podcast. And thanks to our sponsor, Endress & Hauser. Anderson Hauser is your people for process automation. They are a global leader in process automation and measurement instrumentation. Well, you heard our theme as the intro came on, making sure we all come back home safe every day. I don't know where you'll be when you're listening to this podcast or exactly when you'll be listening to it, but today is Wednesday, May the 20th. We are still in the COVID-19 crisis. This interview is, of course, being conducted remotely. I'll introduce my guests here in, in just a minute. But to segue into today's interview, these are, as we speak, and you all know, these are tough times. It does seem like we may have gotten past the top of the hill. Treatment protocols are improving. Businesses are opening back up. There's positive news about uh, possible vaccinations and that sort of thing. But this has been devastating financially on so many fronts. And in the oil and gas industry, there was already this perfect storm with what has happened to oil and oil prices and to the industry as a whole. So while we want to make sure we all come back home safe every day, we got to make sure we all have a home to come to. And so that's why I have with me on the phone today, Sean Campbell. Sean, are you there? Yes, sir. How are you today, Russell? I'm good. Sean, the people who regularly listen to this podcast, they know that I'm basically in Houston, Texas. Where are you? I'm in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Wow. I bet it's not as hot there today as it is here. Oh, it's beautiful. A little <laughs> overcast, you know, mid-70s or 80s. I have a good friend down in Houston who sent me a picture yesterday. You guys were at almost 113. Is that what I saw? You know, I don't know. We got close to a record. I don't think in Houston it was, and no, it wasn't It wasn't that hot. I don't know where he sent you the 113. I'll have to go back and check on it. But it was close to 95 in Houston, which was, I think we were one degree shy of a record and they're saying we may or may not be that way again today. And then, you know, not that you want to tell anybody your problems, you know, you know how that adage goes, never tell anybody your problems because 80% don't care. And the other 20% are kind of glad at you instead of them. But, <laughs> but my air conditioner went out last night. Oh, no. So here I am. Fortunately, we have a two-story house. And so the upstairs, which is actually where my office is and this podcast is coming from, the upstairs actually works. But Sean, when I talked about the financial crisis and having a home to come to and all that sort of thing, the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast, you're actually a financial planner, right? Yes, sir. I am a financial advisor with Northwestern Mutual. And yeah, you know, it's an interesting time, right? It's one of those perfect storms that you hope you don't see again, but, you know, lots of different factors played into, you know, a hiccup in the economy that has actually been pretty painful for people. So yeah, you know, my goal right now is to talk to you and, and as many people as I can and just, you know, put the word out there that, you know, 
there's a light at the end of the tunnel and there's things that you can do to make the situation a little bit better, hopefully. I think what you just said there, I, I think you just, just hit the nail on the head. And, and, and I hate to use, sometimes I hate to use cliches. Sometimes I don't, but, uh, you know, <laughs> Cliches become cliches oftentimes because because they're they're so true. You're in a situation right now where you can either be overwhelmed or you can overcome. And so that's I think what we want to talk about from your area of expertise. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so like I said I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm from northern Colorado originally. Played football all through high school and a little bit into college. A place called Trinity International in Chicago. And didn't finish my four years there, but got out of school and started my own business. So I was in the services industry, construction world for about 10 or 11 years. But I always had this, you know, this passion, this, you know, love of finance and markets specifically, obviously. And so kind of left that construction, you know, world and started pursuing, you know, whatever I could in, in the finance world and came across oil and gas through kind of a roundabout way. So one of the first jobs I took was a business development, you know, guy for a mergers and acquisitions firm who they worked in almost exclusively in construction, equipment, rental businesses, you know, they were closely related to United Rentals and, you know, some of those guys but they wanted to branch out in their knowledge and kind of their service offering, basically the companies they could work with. So I kind of spearheaded their oil and gas side. So I did, I learned oil and gas. I learned, you know, what kind of equipment was used around rig sites, talked to a lot of different companies, got to know people and just really enjoyed. I mean, with my, you know, I, I grew up Northern Colorado. I grew up on a farm. So I was always around, you know, hardworking men and women and, it just kind of resonated with me. So that's how I got to know the oil and gas world. I got out of that and pursued markets, ran my own, you know, small fund basically for three years, traded for myself. And then the opportunity for Northwestern came up a couple of years ago and decided to take it because I've been a football coach for 15 years. I, you know, am passionate about markets. So I wanted to combine those two and kind of put them together and, you know, I love providing solutions and, and helping educate people on what's possible and, and solutions to, to problems. So that's how I ended up here and, and absolutely love the opportunity to work with people on how to plan and, and how to think about the future of their finances. Well, and a lot of us are thinking about that right now. So let's jump right into that. So I come to you for, let's say, putting together a financial plan. And the first thing you would tell me is what? Yeah. So, I mean, you discussed it a little bit, but it's kind of different right now. The first thing that a plan is always going to revolve around is making sure that the immediate needs are taken care of, right? So we want to make sure that there is cash in the bank to meet needs, right? So that if something happens, if you know losing a job right now is a very real thing for a lot of people, having that emergency fund, having six months of, of bills in the bank so that you know that you know, you're not waking up every day going, shoot, what am I going to do is kind of the first cornerstone that we always put in place for a, for any financial plan. And for those of us who may be looking, you know, we're in a position where we can look to these sort of things. That's 
Absolutely. You know, as you said, that's the foundation of your financial plan, a minimum of, you know, six months, let's call it, call it rainy day fund or whatever. Let's talk about the reality of the situation though. Didn't I hear, or didn't you and I discuss before we started recording, the truth of the matter is there's statistics out there that most people, if they had an unexpected bill, it would devastate them. Yeah. So the actual figure is that 50% of American families are in a position where a $400 unexpected expense would not be able to be paid from cash in the bank. It would have to be borrowed or put on credit. And you know that's just not a position that we want to be in. We want to know that we've you know consistently and, and in a disciplined and thoughtful manner put some cash away so that if those things happen, it's not something that you, that causes you stress. It's something that again pull your head out of the sand and be able to handle it immediately and and feel confident in that. Right. Okay. Now before you guys turn the podcast off, because I know there's a lot of you because of that figure that Sean just gave, you're sitting there saying, look, you know, this COVID-19 came along, this oil prices crashed. I've lost my job. And, you know, I talked to a friend of mine just last week and his company had told them that they were going to be able to weather this storm. And he had a sales appointment, a virtual sales appointment, of course, but he had a sales appointment at eight o'clock that Friday morning. He gets a phone call at 7.30, and they told him not to bother doing the sales call at 8 o'clock. He's lost his job. I was talking to him and asking him what he was doing. He said, I'm trying to find something where I can pay next month's mortgage. You know, So you're sitting in that situation. Unfortunately, what are your options? So at this point, well, obviously, if you haven't put away that cash, right, the first choice is to use your rainy day fund. Use your rainy day fund, right? So so we know that. Second, you know, I would say that there are a couple of options from there. Maybe you've invested in stocks or you have a non-qualified account that you've, you know, put some money away in, right? That's a good source to go to first because there's no penalty on accessing that cash, right? So that's an option. If you if you have a, any kind of a stock brokerage account, you can you can think about those funds. Unless it's down fifty percent due to the unless stock it's market. down fifty percent, and you know, I mean, that's <laughs> that that wouldn't be your first place to to pay. You know, no. you want to wait and let that come back up. Exactly, exactly. There's always an opportunity cost, but what I see a lot, and you know, what we try and guard against a little bit is going straight to the four hundred one k, right? You know, that's the qualified accounts that you get from your employers. We want to make sure that that's kind of a a last choice on a normal basis. So something that has happened recently though, in the COVID legislation, all the all the bills that have passed in the last six or eight weeks, they've actually allowed folks to access up to a hundred thousand of their 401k without that 10% prepayment penalty. So if the 401k is the only thing that you have access to right now, kind of out of the ordinary or out of the normal course of events, you're able to access that. Now you're talking about being able to access it without the 10% penalty, which is if you're under age 59 and a half. Correct. Correct. You're still going to have to pay the taxes on it. The normal That's income right, taxes. Right. Right. There's still going to be normal income tax on it. Correct. But you will avoid that 10% penalty if you have to access that money right now. So so it is an option. And and I'm again, I'm not saying that is your first option, but it's a good idea to talk to 
somebody, talk to an advisor, talk to a financial professional and have them look at your situation. And, and maybe, you know, if the emergency fund isn't there, maybe that's an option for you. So it would possibly be your, your last option, depending upon, you know, how old you are and that sort of thing. You mentioned like a brokerage account or something like that, but people may have other assets that, you know, they can actually, they can actually sell for cash, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, get yourself out of debt and pull a little bit of equity out of, you know, a car that you have, you know, maybe, or, you know, other assets. There's a lot of ways to raise cash and, you know, that's always going to be, you know, a, a personal decision or a family decision, you know, but obviously talk to, you know, a professional about, about, you know, financial professional about what the options are. And I think we appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast and, and we hope it's both enlightening and entertaining. Otherwise, why would you listen, especially in these times when it's so so easy to get down. What we're trying to convey here is if you're in a in financial straits right now, don't panic. I was watching a documentary on riptides this weekend, and they were talking about the various different ways to, to get out of riptides and what your success factors were based upon this and that. But, but they said without fail, if you panic, you're not going to make it. So sit down with somebody and, and explore your options, which is going to bring us to, I think, our, our second point here, Sean. And that is when people lose their jobs, they lose their benefits. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, and, and this is a very real point and this is hopefully why you had me on the podcast and why we're having this conversation you talk about safety all the time in the oil field right and you said at the beginning making sure that you come home every day well what we're talking about is basically financial safety Safety. in the form of financial security right and your benefits act as your you know that's your place where a lot of financial security comes from Right. Exactly. So when you lose a job or you transition, you know, whether you, whether you do it because you want to, or whether you do it because you have to, there's generally a period of time where you're not covered. Right. So when you're working for a company, you generally have access to group benefits. And so many of the the clients that I talk to, you know, know that they have it or, you know, like, yeah, some money comes out of my paycheck every month. I don't really even know what it's for, but they said I should do it. So usually you have some kind of group coverage that could usually means group short-term and long-term disability. So income protection, right? It's insurance on your income. You know, we insure our cars and our homes and, you know, our cell phones and, you know, all kinds of different things. Most people don't understand that that group disability benefit is actually insuring their income, which is very important. Group life insurance, lots of companies offer group life insurance. And there are many, many employees that I know that rely on that policy, right? That's all they have. They, oh, I got I got life insurance through my company. Okay. Well, do you know how much it is and what that will cover if something were to happen to you? Health insurance, that's another important one that that you get through your company. What happens to all three of those benefits during your transition? If you're off, you know, if you're not working for a company or, you know, you're consulting or you're you're self-employed for 3 months or 6 months or, you know, 12 months or or whatever, you all of a sudden don't have those benefits. So what we try and help people with is to create a portable benefits package that 
survives both, you know, when you're working and when you're not. And to just give that little bit of safety and security through the times where, you know, you're thinking about other things and you don't want to have to think about, well, shoot, you know, I I got a three month window here and all the bad things that could happen will happen in that three month window. Right. That's just Murphy's Murphy's law. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's the kind of the, you know, the second point that I really wanted to, to help get across today. Well, you mentioned portable benefits. So let's talk about, and you mentioned the three biggies there. So you're talking about health, life, and disability. As far as health goes, almost everybody has heard the expression COBRA. Nobody knows what that acronym stands for. And it was a bill that was passed back in 1983 during the Reagan administration. But one of the things that it, do you remember what COBRA stands for? Yeah. So it's the Consolidated Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act. No and wonder nobody remembers nobody that. Nobody has any, uh, nobody remembers that. The one thing that everybody knows that's in that that act is it provided for continuation. In other words, just what you're talking about, you lost your job, your health insurance was under your group insurance. Well, now you don't have a job anymore, so you don't have group insurance. So this was a provision that provided you could actually continue your group coverage Depending upon circumstances, anywhere from 18 to to 36 months. However, now you're having to not only pay your portion of the premium, you're having to pay the employer's portion of the premium, and you're having to usually pay an administrative cost to the insurance company on top of that. So it can be very expensive. So it might be well worth you looking at other options like personal health insurance options or short-term medical policies and that sort of thing, which is what you would help a person examine or weigh their options. Northwestern Mutual doesn't write health insurance, but you could you could help someone go through their options and, and refer them to somebody who does specialize in that, right? Yeah, that's what we do all the time, right? That's what our planning is all about is making sure that even if we don't you know, have the service or the ability in-house that we're helping to connect with the right people. And yeah, Cobra is definitely, you know, all of a sudden it becomes really expensive and you're like, what the heck is going on? But it can be a stopgap, right? It can be that thing that at least gets you the opportunity, buys you a month or two to figure out what you, you know, what the next step is for you, whether it's another group benefit through the next job or if you need to do something on your own. And, you know, the disability and the life are, are a little bit the same. They go away basically immediately on when you leave the company, those don't follow you at all. And there's nothing like a Cobra to take care of that because they're just, you know, they're usually company specific benefits. So, right. They do sometimes offer a conversion option on the uh, life insurance. Yes. Which most of the time, I think, unless you happen to be in really bad health and are uninsurable, that's usually not a very good option. Correct. You're usually better to go seek out your own term policy or, or, you know, put something in place on your own versus, versus that conversion. So yeah, I mean, you know, look, those benefits are cheap, right? For most people, the disability and and life insurance on their own is a, it's a cheap thing to carry on your own and just know that you're covered, whether you're under your your employer's group policy or not. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Okay. Well then let's talk about the third thing. What do I do with my 401k? Well, I think we, I think we kind of covered that. I think, you know. Well, we covered the part about, but okay, I am working for an oil company. I just lost my job. Yes. They were making a contribution to my 401k. I was making a contribution to the 401k. They actually manage the 401k. 
So now what happens to my 401k? Yeah. Perfect question. So you've got your 401k with your current employer, right? And like you said, you've made a contribution. The employer generally matches. And in the oil and gas industry, the matches are generally pretty good. So they have been, yeah. Yeah. They've been pretty, you know, above average, I would say for quite a while. So, and that's money that you want to make sure that is taken care of, right? So, so the question becomes, what do I do with it, right? Assuming you're vested, assuming that, you know, at least for your, your employer's portion, you'll always have your portion. Well, you know, and you just said two very important words, assume, and we all know what that means, <laughs> and vested. Okay. These are the kinds of things you got to figure out. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's where, you know, talking to a, a professional helps a lot, right? Helps, you know, take time off of that process. So, exactly. so being, being vested just means that you were, you know, your company usually has some kind of length of stay effectively that says you get access to portions progressively as you're with the company longer of what they've put in. So figuring out how much you're vested, how much you've put in, and then what to do with it from that point, right? So I've had many, many clients who've left their jobs, gone on to other jobs, you know, started other 401ks and kind of left that account behind. And we call it the the financial junk drawer sometimes, right? Sometimes people have two or three or four old 401ks sitting out there and you know, number one, it's hard to keep track of all of that. And number two, what is it invested in? Right. So I've seen, I've seen instances where the accounts are just in cash and that's not where retirement assets should be. So, you know, your options at that point are you could leave it with that in that previous account and manage it yourself. You could roll it to your current employer's 401k, or you could create your own individual IRA and roll those funds and, and have more control and say over the type of investments that are made in those. And then you kind of have a, you just have that place where if, you know, you do change jobs again, you know exactly what you're going to do that time. You know, you know, you know, okay, I'm leaving this job. need to make sure I roll this to my IRA. So it's all in one place and I'm, I'm keeping track of it efficiently. Yeah. And talking about keeping track of it efficiently. I mean, like for example, right now with, you know, the stock market roller coaster, this is a time where you should be not, again, not panicking, but you should be rebalancing your account and you should actually, again, I hate to use cliches, but you should be making lemonade out of lemons because there's actually buying opportunities and that sort of thing. So somebody needs to be paying attention to that 401k. Okay, Sean, to wind this thing down, if people want to get in touch with you, we're going to actually put your URL to your LinkedIn but you want to tell us about, I think, a webinar you're going to do here shortly that kind of goes over some of this stuff in more detail? Yeah. So basically, the second Saturday in June, we're going to do a free webinar for this specific topic, what to do in a transition. Uh, it'll be me and one of my business partners who's also very heavily involved in the oil and gas industry. And we're going to go more in depth on these topics. So what to do with your 401k you know, more about the benefits and what to do if you need to figure that out, right? So question and answer, lots more information, and we'll put a link to that webinar in the show notes. Yes, we certainly will. Well, I think those are the, you know, for everybody who's out there listening, who've lost their jobs, we're really sorry that that's happened. We wish you the best of luck. I think as we said on a on another podcast, to quote Dr. Robert Schuler. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. So hang in there. Sean, thank you for coming on the podcast today. We hope these insights have been helpful. 
We hope everybody does indeed stay safe out there. If you're in a tough situation at this time, our tendency is to ask, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? But really what we've got to be asking is, what can I do now that the bad thing has happened? And so that's the reason we want to talk about these things today. And so again, thank you, Sean. Thanks as always to everyone who tunes in each week. Please tune in next week for another episode of Anderson Hauser's Oil and Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Anderson Hauser, we really appreciate our sponsor. Anderson Hauser is your reliable U.S. based partner for measurement instrumentation, services, and solutions. We are your people for process automation. You can discover more about Anderson Hauser at cx.endris.com forward slash HSE dash podcast. And you can also register for our monthly podcast giveaway there. You can follow us on LinkedIn at Endress and Hauser Group and on Twitter at Endress underscore US. Again, we'll put all that in the show notes so you don't have to remember it. Please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends about us and see you next time. Hey everybody, Alex here with the events on deck. So due to current circumstances, of course, we are not able to have any in-person events. So I have nothing of that nature to update you guys on, but we have been hosting some virtual events. So OGGN is wanting to offer free webinars, live happy hours, etc. during this time. Since these events are not scheduled out as far in advance as in-person events, we would like to keep you guys updated via Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So be sure to keep checking up on that and we'll keep you guys posted on anything we're offering. It has been free. We want to offer you guys value during this time that we're all at home. So please continue checking in and joining us for these virtual events. We are looking forward to seeing you guys whenever we're able to have in-person events and hope you're staying safe and sound. Tune in next week for another engaging episode of the Oil & Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.